Hello and welcome to this episode of the Slovenian Football Podcast. Um, apologies again, it's been a couple of weeks since the last episode. Again, just plain old busy, I'm afraid. Um, but we had a big, big weekend uh, this past weekend, our penultimate weekend before the we hit the World Cup break. Um, so just to sort of alert, if you're not uh, completely okay with what's going on, over the next few weeks, um, well, as you probably know, there is a World Cup on. Um, but uh, quite aside from that, we have um, one round to go before the World Cup starts this weekend, um, and then the we miss two and a bit weeks um, for uh, a couple of rounds before the actual winter break. Um, so there's a couple of catch-up games, um, then. To say we actually hit the the two full rounds before the winter break. So the last round this year is the 11th of December before we're back in business on the 11th of February. But that's the future. Let's talk about the past. And obviously the big headline this past weekend was um, the Severodvinsky derby uh, between Maribel and Mura. Mura coming in in hot form. Um, prior to the game they hadn't lost in uh, five uh, and had won four on the trot. Maribor's form of course was rather less impressive um, not having won in five. And the obvious happened. Maribor won 5-1. Um, which I don't think anyone was really expecting from that game. I think we were certainly expecting an intriguing game, particularly once it um, became fairly clear that Maribor were going to use it to debut Josip Ilicic, um, who did debut from the bench, but more on that in a moment. If you, um, In terms of how the game went itself, Maribor very impressive in the first half I think really the best half of football they've put together this year going 3-0 up before Milian Daku uh, pulled one back just before the um, just before the end of the first half special, couple of special notes there really, one uh, the second goal for Ivan Bjernic absolutely fantastic strike uh, and then the penalty um, to make it 3-0 from Marko Tolic um, which came about uh, from a really uh, great, how did it say, a great piece of skill. He did an around the world in the box and um, around the world it into um, a defender's leg um, and went over. It was probably one of the softer penalties, you'll see. Um, but, you know, a, a definite penalty. Um, with it back to 3-1, for the first quarter of an hour of the second half, Muir really applied the pressure. Um, had a couple of very good chances to bring it back to 3-2 um, I think probably the most egregiously missed ones from Matic Musko um, ahead of there um, and then the game changed uh, on 62 minutes Zikikus getting sent off a straight red card for a flailing arm into a face and from there Maribor eased away to make to get it to 5-1 Ilicic came on with 13 minutes to go, won himself a penalty in the 88th minute and scored the uh, resulting penalty, just absolutely blasting it um, beyond uh, Clement Mirak in the Mirror goal. I think it's also probably fair to say 
Um, Milak in the mirror goals didn't have a great game. Um, I think certainly for... And okay, we were talking at a point where the game was already lost, really. But the fourth um, goal, uh, scored by Zanford Potnik, um, he definitely should have done much, much better on. Uh, and that's something probably that they'll be working on this week in training. I'm sure just making himself big when he's going to ground for these um, one-to-ones as he really um, didn't get it right on that occasion. So with Maribor coming back to life, um, it uh, unfortunately didn't really change their standings in the table. Um, And the reasoning for all that is everything else that happened this past weekend. We opened the weekend with Copair and Domzal drawing one all. Not a great game. Not a lot to talk about um, from there. Um, Celia then defeated Garicha 2-0. Garicha, this obviously has them in ninth, uh, but they are level on points with Tavros Susana. Celia puts them back into second, um, which Mura had claimed before the weekend. Sorry, which Copair had claimed before the weekend started. Um, again, the, just the impact of Charlie Quimesi, um in securing that game. Um, because, I mean, yes, it was securing that game in terms of making it 2 0 and taking it away from Garicha. But I think it's probably fair to say that Garicha weren't massively competitive in that um, only one shot on target in the whole game for them in spite of seven corners. Um, so definitely some set-piece work <laughs> um, to do there for them. You know, if you are going to be a, a side lower down the league, you really need to be making the most of those um, free opportunities uh, fr- from set-pieces. Um, and obviously, clearly, didn't. Um, moving on, uh, Radonje, uh against Olympia. Uh, finished 1-0 to Olympia, and it's really fair to say that Radonje pushed them. Um, it was certainly made to work. I think with, with Radonje, obviously their form's really gone off since the start of the season. Um, their last league win was the 29th of July. <laughs> um, which is in very good form. Um, I think it's fair to say that um, I think they started very positively um, the season but like, see, it has dropped off big time some of which is due to injuries um, but like I, say, I mean this performance they put in against Olympia certainly the best they put in for quite some time um, you know, and for a considerable amount of the game uh, particularly in the second half, they were the better side. Um, and had it finished in a draw or even a Redondi win, I don't think too many people would have argued. Um, which, you know, for a side that is that has struggled for so so long is, is you know, a really positive thing. Um, the final game uh, of the weekend was Bravo hosting Tavros Susana. Uh, Tavros Susana going up, a fantastic finish from Landstraffs. Um, really nice technique uh, meeting a corner um, only for them to fold late on uh, Mitch Krizan uh, equalising uh, with a quarter of an hour to go uh, Martin Cramerich sealing the win for Bravo in the final 
minute um, and it's fair to say Kramaric obviously assisted the first for Krizan uh, with the corner there as well. Um, which leads at the end of week 16 um, with uh, Olympia still on top, well on top, uh, 11 points clear of Selye. We then, I think it's probably fair to say, the table sort of coalesced into three groups behind uh, Olympia at this point. Selye, Copair, Mura, who uh, goes 29 points, Selye, 27 Copair, 26 Mura. Um, then Domzal, Maribor, Bravo, 22, 21, 20. Then Radomier, Goricha, Tavros, Nizana, 12, 11, 11. Um, I think obviously really the big takeaway from this weekend has to be from Mura's performance. Um, you don't, I don't really know how much to take from Maribor um, because obviously there were extenuating factors. You know, they put in 45 very good minutes. Um, and I think if Mura take one of those chances in the first quarter of an hour of the second half, then 3-2, a team out of form, you're probably talking about um, it being very much squeaky bum time, um, as, as the old saying goes. Um, and it would have been much harder for them to see the game out. But when... Mura go down to 10, as, as, as I say, they fold. And I think really you're probably looking at, in, in all instances of this, it being a managerial issue. Damien Contala uh, is not exactly the most popular person um, in Munozka Sobota. Uh, I think it's very fair to say that. Um, and, you know, clearly he didn't get his starting lineup right, um, which obviously we saw early on in the second half, you know, the first change to make is at halftime, Clem Putra coming on for Leard Sadriu, um, which is basically there designed to provide them a bit more uh, mobility on the left, on the left-hand side of defence. Um, that does make the difference, but then they go down to 10, and then they fold. And you're sort of looking at that from a, a, a case of how they've controlled the game or otherwise. Um, we'll round off this week with just a quick uh, XG look. Um, so who actually is the... who are the best attacking sides, who are not? Um, and probably surprisingly enough, the best attacking side are not Olympia by any means. Olympia, actually, if you have the um, XG table available for you, are fifth, the fifth best attacking side in the league. Copair best, Mura second, Selye, Maribor and Olympia all sort of much of a muchness. And then Tawar Cezana, um, really sort of outperforming what you'd expect them to be doing for their attacking output. Now, I think the reason for that is they do have this sort of hastily cobbled, cobbled together side of guys from really random leagues. Uh, and of really random backgrounds, which is which is you know obviously marvelous fun to see, um, but you know I think it sort of shows that they have that bit of individualism and um, you know are happy to have a, a pop from distance. I think you know if you actually not that anyone's really um, built it down. If you are actually to go down to the xG per shot, I think for Tabo Susana would be um, quite a bit lower. 
in the table just to reflect the fact that the chances that they are creating, even though there are plenty of them, aren't necessarily that good. Um, what's also not necessarily that good at Davos Tazana is their XGA, uh, their goals against. But it's fair to say that in both metrics, Radomier are the worst side in the league. Um, 1.92 XGA, 1.18 XG, um, which is a pretty big margin. Now, again, you have to to chalk that up to injuries. Um, they haven't really had a settled um, defence that much. Um, you know, as we saw early on this season, um, you know, you have the um, early to early injury to I think it was Luka Gucek, um, who sort of knee blew up, um, and as such, had, but you know, obviously hasn't been able to contribute as much as he'd like. Um, same, you have uh, Gal Primch as well, uh, and ligament issue, uh, and again, that's part of a lot of your solidity in midfield, um, because obviously, what a lot of what they do have in midfield are quite forward-facing players rather than necessarily the solidity. Um, and then up front, you know, their options just haven't worked. You know, obviously I, I did predict a big season for Nedim Hadzic. Hasn't seemed to transpire. Esther Sauclair has had some chances, no doubt about that, but again, hasn't necessarily produced in volume. Uh, you know, the biggest top scorer of the season is Samson Dinura, who is not a striker. Um, and I think there are certain bits of where they've been unlucky. Um, I think Francesco Tachirai, on his return, has generally been very positive going forward, but um, has been a bit unlucky um, in terms of hitting the post and things like that. Um, he will... I, I think there is enough there to suggest that they will come a bit better in the winter, that, but you know when you're in the sort of form that they are in... You need the break. Um, and after this weekend, they'll get the break. Um, they'll get a whole uh, three, four weeks off, actually, um, for Razalmier. Um As we look at this weekend's action, they, they uh, travel to Bravo. So again, I think really probably fair to expect Bravo to uh, pick up the win there. Just, I mean, to mention Bravo for a second. Um, again, it's... It, started off this season very poorly but picking up pace as they go, Martin Kramich has been in absolutely fantastic form um, 7 goals so far this season um, they do need a bit more production up front, there's absolutely no doubt about that, um, I think we, what we're seeing uh, from David Vlakas Basile is that he's getting into the positions um, just not necessarily got the clinic clinicality not really sure what the correct way to use that word is, but he's not cl he's not clinical enough um, yet. Um, Laurent Maragin, long time at the club, probably is still the best striker there, at least the most effective one. Lucas Dore, again, hasn't necessarily produced quite as much as would have hoped so far this season. But um, they are motoring, they are in good form no reason to expect them really to be dropping anything to a side like Redomnia. Uh Domzal hosts Olympia. Um, I think this will be a very interesting one. Domzal have been tough to beat 
Um, both sides are in good form. You know, if we're looking at uh, Donzal's uh, last few games, you know, they haven't actually lost uh, since the 23rd of September. Sorry, since the 18th of September even, and that was against uh, Celier. And in that time, they've drawn against Mura. They've see uh, very impressively beaten Maribor. Drawn against Copair. So you know they're doing the things they need to be doing against good sides. Uh, Olympia maybe are starting to slow down a little bit. Um, I think as you'd expect when you're 11 points clear, you do tend to take um, your foot off the accelerator a little. Um, and I could certainly see Domsal getting uh, a result of some form uh, here. In terms of uh, Maribor, uh, they are away at Tabrosana. Again, you would very much expect them to win there, but I think who really knows with this Maribor side at the minute. Um, Celier host Copair in really what's going to be a be who's best of the rest um, match. Uh, quite hard, definitely a really hard one to predict there. And rounding off the um, rounding off this part of the autumn is Mura hosting Garicha would be surprised if Mura do not get back to winning ways from that. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen. Um, as I say, we will sort of hold off on doing a half-term update um, until after um, the actual winter phase ends in December. Um, if you do like Slovenian football, then as you probably know, there is a sister podcast to this, the History of Yugoslav Football Podcast. Our last timeline episode was very Slovenia specific uh, on the um, Katanec side between 1998 and 2002. Well worth a listen if you haven't already. Um, and we'll be doing um, ad hoc general podcasts on there as well um, in terms of the state of play across the leagues and across the world, the re, sorry, uh, across the region's participants in the World Cup, albeit Slovenia are not one of them. Um, so yes, thank you very much for listening. If you have enjoyed this, please do let people know about it, um, and please do leave a review on your chosen podcast service. Otherwise, I will catch you next time.